Hello to the awesome person listening to this right now. My name is Danielle Rabb, and I am so excited to invite you in to hear the third installment of Pure, a series being taught by Bishop James Ray Taylor. In this teaching, we learn that purity is our responsibility. It gets easy to default to holding others accountable, but we must reach a place where we decide to take responsibility for what we do. This powerful word will transform your life. I hear God saying, just because you don't see me doing it does not mean I'm not getting it done. Who in here has direct deposit from your job, things of that nature? You ever look in the sky and see the money floating through the airwaves into your account? No. But on the designated day, whether it be the first or whatever, you have a certain level of confidence. Because, watch this. You didn't see the action. You seen the date change. God told me to tell somebody quickly, it's only a matter of time. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 22 says, do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Do not be hasty in laying on of hands. Give me 20. Do not be hasty in laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. For a few moments, here, here's where we are. Everybody say this with me. Purity is my responsibility. Everybody just give me an amen now because I'm certain I'm probably not going to get any more. Give it to me again. I'm, I'm just going to keep them in reserve because I know that as I get through this sermon, I'm probably not going to get any more. So I just want to get some prepaid amens in. Just in case y'all go, y'all go airplane mode on me for the rest of the sermon. Um, yeah, we, I, I think you take me down now. I think we're good. Uh, they stopped playing all these loud instruments. I love you, Meech. Many times we find ourselves taking or falling rather into immorality. We tend to shift the blame onto external sources. When we find ourselves falling into immorality, we tend to shift the blame to external sources. Tell me if this sounds, sounds familiar. Uh, I had bad parenting. I was raised in negative surroundings. I had a lack of positive opportunities. It was peer pressure. I was going through a midlife crisis. 
are my favorite one. But you don't know what they did to me. However, should we rise to a level of maturity, uh, even that which is prescribed to us through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, here it is, we must learn to take responsibility for our actions. Insert amens. Oh, okay. I was just bringing back to my mind the ones that you already gave me. Um, I know you saved, I know you holy, I know you righteous, I know you got life going on, but you're going to have to grow up, sir, ma'am, young person. If you're old enough to do stuff, you're old enough to take responsibility. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. I thank God for my parents, the people that led me and raised me and developed me. When I made stupid mistakes... They looked at me and, and asked me one question. So what you going to do? I believe, can I, can I talk to us? I, I, I believe uh, many of us parents in this generation, we have robbed our children of the opportunity to learn how to take responsibility. Because we they mama. And we they daddy. I remember uh, there, there used to be a group of fathers back in the 60s and 70s that would tell their son, son, if you get in jail, don't call me. You did the crime? Oh, y'all know them guys? <laughs> and it built in us something amazing called integrity. There used to be a group of mamas that were determined not to be living babysitters. There used to be a group of mamas that made you take care of your children. There used to be some parents that made you pay your bills. Oh, can I go deeper for a minute? There used to be a group. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. There used to be a group of parents that actually made you earn. Oh, my God. I know y'all don't remember this. That made you earn your own. Imagine. Imagine if you just didn't get a transfer to your student account. Imagine. your parents would actually make you work. Oh my God. I shudder to think <laughs> what we would do if we actually had to do manual labor. But what, what many parents in this generation have done, we have robbed our children of, here it is, integrity. Now listen, whether your actions are good and you're bad, we need to be able to take responsibility for them. 
Because when we take responsibility or we're made to take responsibility of, uh, for our actions. Now, let, let me insert this here, parents. I'm not saying be a, a terrible parent. I'm not saying leave your children exposed or vulnerable. But what I am saying is, is that there are certain things that they will not learn lest they be taught. And there are certain things that cannot be taught by a lecture. There are certain things, watch this. I've been to college. Anybody been to college before? And in college, we had two type of learning environments. One was the lecture and the other was the lab. Now, what many parents, we, we, we are experts at the lecture. But because we love our babies so much, and here it is, because many of us were abused in labs in our life. We allow our past abuse to keep our children from learning responsibility. But the cold part about keeping them from learning responsibility is that they miss another key component that they're going to need in their adulthood, and that is integrity. Where there is no responsibility, there can be no integrity. Let's go deeper. Now, what integrity is, integrity is, is that regardless of what motivated us, we must acknowledge what we did for one of the most important tools necessary in order to obtain a level of purity in our lives is integrity. And integrity is not just doing what's right. Listen to this. Integrity is not simply always doing the right thing. Integrity is acknowledging what is real in the light of what is right. It's okay to miss a question. It's okay to fail sometimes. It's okay to make a mistake. This is why pencils were created with erasers. This is why your computer has the backspace or the delete button. This, this is why you can take multiple tests. This is why you can do do-overs. This is why there are divorce courts. Help me in the church, Jesus Christ. This... You can, you can do it over. You can. You can. You can do it over. But if you don't recognize what is right in light of what you've done, you will run the risk of continuing to make the same mistake over and over again. And so at some point in time, we're going to have to arrive at the place to say, you know what? This is what I did. This is what I should have did. But this is what I did. Do I have any people in here that are able to be, to be mature enough and responsible enough and have enough integrity to say, you know what? I know what was right. Mm-hmm. I also know what I did. Now, here's where purity comes in. Purity gives us the ability through responsibility, through integrity, to begin to maturate from our present place to the right place. Let's talk about how to get there. We build integrity by knowing the truth and allowing the truth to set us free. What does that sound familiar? Jesus tells the Judaizers, he says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, without going deep into the Greek, the reality is in that text, there are two different words of truth there. The first truth that Jesus speaks of, and you shall know the truth, he says, you are going to have a very conscious, a very sober, honest assessment of who you are. 
I pray this over every one of you right now in the name of Jesus, that when you look in the mirror, you will actually be able to see what's there. See, some of us have filter contacts. And now we don't even need Instagram or, or, or Facebook faces or, 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 or Snap filters because now it's in our minds. And now we literally see ourselves not according to what we really are, but what everybody's been saying. Can I help somebody? Please don't live your life out of the reality of your comment section. Every one of us, I pray, I pray that you shall know the truth. You shall be able to look at the, if you're sick, you're just sick. That's okay. God is a healer. But I got to say I'm sick. If, you, if, if, if you're wrong, just say, you know what? Okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I made a mistake. I did wrong. I want to get right. If you, if you fail, okay, I failed. Forget all this. What had happened was, and you know what I'm saying, but, but for real though, and who are you to tell me, you know, let's, let's, just, let's just dial all that back. And be able to look in the mirror and acknowledge where we are. Me. This is me. This is where I am. This is where I am. Flaws and all. Mistakes and all. This is where I am. I, 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 I want a six-pack, but when I look in the mirror, hallelujah, I understand that I'm not there yet. Amen. I wish, I, sometimes I wish I had buff Jerry's stomach, but I don't. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I, don't look in my, I don't look in the mirror and conjure Jerry's spirit and, and act like I'm, you know... I'm James. This is, this is James's material. This is, this is where I am. You shall know the truth. But then watch this. He says, the truth shall set you free or make you free. He says, not only are you aware of your present reality, but you'll also be aware of your destiny. The created purpose of you. And now, when you look at where you are as it relates to where you're going to be, you are able to make changes in your life to get to your destined outcome. Do I have anybody in here that, that is under the belief that where you are now is not where you will always be? Talk back to me in Jesus' church. And so, so that means that you have, you, have a, you have dual realities. I know where I am now, but I know where I'm going to be. And so I, I'm not satisfied. I'm thankful that I'm not what I used to be. I'm thankful that where I am today, but, but I got my eye on something. I got my eye on something. Man, I don't, I don't want to sound superficial, but I got my eye on this tank top. My God. I got, I, got my eye, I got my eye on a certain type of swag. I got my eye on a... Mm, okay, let me leave that alone. I, I, I have my mind set to a way of living I have my mind set to a way of giving I have my mind set to a way of being that is greater than where I am now and so I'm not going to get comfortable here I'm going to move forward to where God has called me to be you'll know the truth and watch this your destiny will set you free from your present why can't I get out from where I am because you don't have a clear enough vision of where you're supposed to be I'm going to say that one more time. Why can't I break out of this pattern that I'm in? Because you don't have a clear enough picture of where you're supposed to be. Pictures break patterns. But in order for the picture to break the pattern, you got to participate in the process. I can't say it again. I'm going to move now. 
when the Apostle Paul speaks to his son Timothy concerning purity, he does so in the context of an interpersonal relationship. Interesting. Why does he do this? Because interpersonal relationships, listen to this, interpersonal relationships are the arenas which God uses to joust our purity and to elevate it to a level of supremacy. Let me say this again. Interpersonal relationships are the arenas that God puts us in to joust our purity so that it can get to a place of supremacy. Now, here it is. You can say you pure all day long, but your purity won't be tested until you're put in a scenario where you can abandon it. See, some folk are pure by default. You're pure by default because don't nothing want to adulterate with you. You're pure by default because you don't have access to contaminants. See, some of us are pure because we're quarantined. Some of us are pure because we've been incubated. And that's good. But when God wants to joust your purity, when God wants to take you to another level, he has to take the guardrails off. And he has to allow you to step into life. And you see the sights. And you hear the sounds. And you smell the scents. And then your purity is tested. And so this is why God allows us to see people that are so attractive. This is why that cologne touches every part of your femininity. This is why... Her walk hypnotizes you. This is why that sound cuts through the clamor of the loud music. And now you have a choice. Do I succumb to the source? Or do I be resilient in what I've been resourced with? Can I help somebody quickly? Whenever we give ourselves over to a circumstance, a situation, a source, we have to exchange our divine resource. This is why God, here it is, this is why God tells you not to engage in premarital sex. Because once they pull on you, they're going to take virtue from you. Okay, you don't believe this. Come here, girl. I got to, okay. Uh, because 
when, 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 we, when we, we read, we read, we read it all the time. It said the Bible says the woman comes and touches the hem of his garment, right? And, and we always make it look like this. She was just like. But when you read it in the Greek, the, the Bible says that, that, that she clings to him and she grabs him. And this intimate exchange <laughs> I'll catch you. Watch this. This intimate exchange causes virtue to come out of him into her. And Jesus says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. My virtue has left me. Who touched me? Now watch this. Because she touched him with her faith instead of her flesh. He said, your faith has made you whole. But if you touch somebody with your flesh instead of your faith, you still going to take their virtue. But instead of healing ensue, brokenness. We'll talk more about that later. Hallelujah. Got some virtue I need from you. Hallelujah. Uh, Question, as I, as, I, as I move forward, who got your virtue? Now, here's the thing, though. Now, watch this. Catch this. Catch this. Peep this. Peep this. You only find Jesus make that statement once. So it is to say that we must be careful what choices we make because some levels of virtue we are never able to attain. Okay. All right. All right. You, you can't attain it anymore. And so there's some things that, now, now in, 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 in modern times, we call it virginity. But you have to be careful. Parents, let me, let me insert this quickly. Uh, you can't make your children be pure. You can teach them the ways of holiness, righteousness, and the ways of purity. But ultimately, they will have to make a personal decision to be pure. I don't care how much you lock them in the dungeon. I don't care how much you geo-track them. Evil is like rats. They will find a way to get in. And so I can't just put external trappings around my children. 
I got to make sure that it's in their heart. David says, watch this. David says, so then I will hide your words in my heart so that in return I might not. So the best thing you can do for your children is to comfort them with the word of God. The Bible says, read it to them as you go along the road and as you sit on their beds. So some of y'all parents, you need to go in, the, in your kid's room at night. Mom, what are you doing? I, shut up. <laughs> I'm tired, Mom. Shut up. Oh, then just be quiet and listen. Remember now, thy creator, in the days of thy youth, while the evil days draw not, when thou say, I shall have no pleasure in them. Speak the word into their life, speak it into their life, speak it into their life, so that when the moment of jousting comes, when they're in the arena of interpersonal relationships, when they get that first wink, because some of them going on to a new, fresh, evil high school, I don't care what the API score is, I don't care how much you pay for them to go there, it's evil. Yeah, you you paying you paying a million dollars to send your children to an evil school. Yeah, great test scores, all awesome curriculum, great faculty, evil though. Cause I haven't read a program yet that blocks out evil. I was educated in some of the best schools of our city, and when I got to the campus, what did I see? Cute evil, good smelling evil. So Paul sees his son Timothy. He knows that Timothy, watch this, Timothy has been with Paul all of, all, all of his, his early ministry life. And now Paul, Paul is getting ready to send Timothy to Ephesus. And he knows that Timothy is going to be the bishop of Ephesus. And he's going to have to deal with people on an interpersonal level. And he says, I got some key points that I need to give you if you're going to thrive in these relationships. Are you ready to get this? Number one, we're, we're going. He says... Do not be hasty in laying on of hands. In other words, be careful of who you give access and authority to. Now, I have to make this clear that, yes, he's talking in, in an apostolic nature, all right? Uh, 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 Paul is the apostle. Timothy is the bishop. He is, Paul is, is, is the episcopos. Timothy is, uh, 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 excuse me, Paul is the apostolos, and, and Timothy is the episcopos, and he's going to lay hands on presbyteros. And so... He's saying, I'm putting my hands on you, and now you're going to put your hands on others. So he is talking into an authoritative manner as it relates to the leaders of the church. But for the sake of our interpersonal relationships here, I want to express this. You got to be careful who you touch. And you can take that literally, physically, proverbially, emotionally, however you need to take it. But be very careful who you touch. Watch this. Because who you touch, you give access to. Minister DeMarcus, come, come, come here for a second. Now, now I, if I lay my hands on him, I lay my hands on him, right? Now, here it is. Once I lay my hands on him, I now am vulnerable to his attack. See, now all this is exposed. He can go to the, to the body. He can, he can tear me up. Like, they want to go get tear up. You know, excuse me. But he go to the back, to the, to the It's a joke. It's a joke. But because I, watch this, because I laid my hands on him, I gave him access. Thank you, sir. Some of us, we're so touchy-feely with people 
that we don't recognize while we've laid our hands on them, we've given them access to destroy us. And now we're trying to figure out why we're in pain. Love shouldn't hurt like this. And, and why, why do I feel this way? It was all good before we went here. And then when we went here, now it's like stuff not the same no more. It's because you gave them access. And watch this, because they don't, they don't know how to... Okay. You gave them access. But not only, not only did they gain access, but then they gave them authority. Now watch this. When you, when you give somebody authority, now, now this means they have the ability to speak into your life as if it were their life. On the outside, it sounds like, if I was you, I'd do this. But when we get on the inside, it's like, this is what we're going to do. And there are too many of us who have given authority to people in our life that we're not in covenant with. Authority. Here it is. Authority without covenant will bring anarchy. And so, you got to be, watch this, you can't, you can't let them touch you. And you can't touch them without a covenant. Not because that's old school, but because if they have access to you and they have authority over you, they will change your life from your God-given instruction, your God-given direction to you're going to wake up one morning and look in the mirror and not know who you are. And you wake up in a location that you didn't drive yourself to. Some of you are being held hostage right now and you don't even know it. Some of you, your hands and your feet are bound. And you're blindfolded and you don't even know it. Here it is. Anytime you can be feeling good and you're feeling great and you prayed and you feel like it's going to be a great day and they say, mm, I don't know what's so great about the day. And then you're, you've been kidnapped. Number two, he says, nor do you, do you partake in their sin. Here it is. This is for all you super saved Christians edify the person rather than engage in the proclivity. I'm there to be the light. You know, hey, if, if they don't, if, you know, if, if, if I'm not around them, how, how they gonna know? No, brother. No, sister. See, there, there, there is a way to edify somebody without getting in the slum with them. And some of us have, have belittled ourselves and, and, and degraded ourselves for the sake of, quote, unquote, reaching. No, that's not a reach. That's a recess. There's nobody in the Bible that ever recessed from their moral compass to reach anybody never happened. 
Even Jesus, when he is bearing the sins, watch this, when he is bearing the sins of the world, he never engaged in the sins of the world. He just bore them. He didn't engage in them. I don't care how long y'all been in a relationship with one another. If what they're doing is wrong, you need to stand out against it. Tell, tell them it's wrong. Listen, it is wrong. You, you, you are who you are. You, we got children. We got a life to live. Why are you doing this? This is not right. God has told us what is right. I have told you, oh man, what it is. And here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is not what we're supposed to do. No, no, no. I'm not going to be here around this. I can't watch this. I can't be a party to this. But we think we being down and we being good people if we feed they flesh. Mm, can, I, can, I, can I help somebody? Because I, I hear this in the spirit and I got to say this quickly. If I don't, somebody else will. I'm going to sit right here though. If you got to do sin to keep them. That's not the one God called you to be with. If I got to sin with you to keep you, God ain't send you. Okay. So, I told you I was going to need to make mans, DeMarcus. I told you I was going to need them. You have to edify the person. Now watch this. You can't edify what you haven't been delivered from. So you watch this. You can't preach to me if you just gave me some. Because you know we ought to stop doing this right. You know this is not right. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Because your practice forsakes your proclamation. This is why there's so many preachers in the house of God that don't have any power in the pulpit because they're proclaiming something, but they're practicing another. And so their message is hollow. So I got to be free. I got to be delivered. So watch this. Before I can perfect my message, I got to perfect my life. I got to work on me. I got to fix me. I got to fix me. I got to hate. I got to walk. This is why I got five men watching over my soul. Why? Because I got to keep being perfected. I got to, I got, not just for y'all, for my wife and for my children. I got to, I got to be a good father. Listen, true story. Uh, I, I, no, no sin in drinking alcohol. And I, I, I had a few nice bottles in my house. I had some, some nice, had some gifts that, that, that people gave me good good expensive bottles and, and I remember one dinner I had the bottle out and my, and my son Keon he was a little younger than me, he walked in you know a little short light skinned self he was like you know daddy mm, when I get some wine you remember that and I said this is the last day I'm drinking because I understood that I was setting a standard now while I can hold mine 
if I, if I sow this into his formation, oh my God, I will, I will make his foundation faulting. Last thing, last thing. Keep yourself pure. We're going to pray this. You have to make a daily personal commitment to be right, to be right before the Lord. Huh. I know how it is. Going to be a dog, dog. <laughs> it's your bachelor party, man. Listen, listen, listen. Girl, listen. He ain't thinking about you. But my commitment to God cannot be contingent upon your commitment to me. Because if my commitment to God is contingent upon your commitment to me, then watch this. I now have made you my God. I've told God, I'm going to be good to you as long as he's good to me. God, I'm going to serve you as long as she serves me. Nah. Every day, whether it's seed time or harvest, whether it's sunshine or rain, joy or pain, I got to wake up in the morning and make a personal commitment. God, I'm going to please you today. I'm going to be right with you today. Some stuff going to come my way. I already know it. I already know it. I already know it. I already know it. I'm going to see some stuff today. I'm going to, I'm going to be enticed by some things today. There's some people, there, 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 there are some agents right now that's trying to destroy my marriage right now. I know it. I know it. I know it. There, 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 there are some trifling females on, on my route. God, I know. I know there's some, there, there is this man at my job that, that is always meeting me at the water cooler, God. There, 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 is, there, there is this website that for whatever reason, every time I type in P. We're we going to get there. We're going to get there. We're on our way. We're we inching toward it, I promise. We're going to get out all the devils. There's, there's this site I keep going to, but God, today, I'm going to make up in my mind that I am going to be right before you. And can I help you quickly? If God can trust you with him, he can trust you with the heart of another. And some of us, the reason why we're finding ourselves at the place we are right now is because we have accosted the heart of another without fully giving our heart to the Father. And God is saying, how are you going to try to manipulate their heart and you ain't fully gave yours to me? But we will make a daily commitment. We will say, God, today, today. Today, today, I know what I did yesterday. I'm not proud of it. I'm man enough, I'm woman enough to acknowledge what I did, God. My sin is ever before me. Purge me with this and I'll be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than the freshly driven snow. Today, I make a covenant with you. I'm going to do right. And when, and when I feel, when I feel like I, 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 I'm going left, I'll remember you. 
I'll, I'll keep your thoughts in my mind. I'll keep your word in my heart. I'll put holy things before my eyes. People of God, purity is your responsibility. I can preach to you all day long. Elder Tamiko can pray on the phone 24-7. Elder Mo can bring out all the most holiest incense. We can give you all the programs. Lady K can lay at the altar every day of the month. And we can do everything for your children. But at the end of the day, purity is your responsibility. Not impossible. But you got to put his word ever before you. I'm out of here. You got to make up in your mind. Watch this. What I continue to feed myself is what I will regurgitate and what will become my diet. And so there's some days I can't listen to this. I can't watch that. I can't go there. Certain apps I just got to remove. Certain places I just can't go. Why? Because I made a commitment to him. With your eyes closed and your heads bound, let's recommit ourselves to the Father today. Pray this prayer with me. Father God, I am your child. And I am even now being made your son and your daughter. I pray that you would trust me with my purity. I will hide your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. I will put clean things before my eyes that I will not be led astray. I will not lend my ear to a stranger nor my hand to a harlot. My purity is my responsibility. And I accept it, even now, in Jesus' name, amen. I love you. Did y'all hear something from the Lord today? Wow. My prayer is that you enjoyed the message and that beyond pure enjoyment, it leads you to or enhances your walk with Christ. If this sermon has impacted you in any way, let us know by emailing us at amen at hvcla.com. Feel free to visit us in person at Heavenly Vision Church, 243 West 85th Street, every Sunday at 11 a.m. or connect with us online at hvcla.com. Have a blessed day.